0: All right, let's see. Is it all good? I love how this is the beginning of every single like episode. Is a good two minutes of like me figuring out if we're actually live.
1: Can you not cut it?
0: No, I do for the podcast, but I can't.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Actually, <laughs> I like, show nobody
1: actually out. shows up on our feed for like at least ten minutes.
0: Oh, if at all. Come on.
1: <laughs> Wanted to give us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in the last cup, I like showed up in the middle of like halftime.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you were there. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks, Vaughn. Giving some really actual helpful insight, too. Well, we oh, stumbled yeah. over whatever we were talking about at the time. Have to oh, it, it was, pretty lit too.
2: <laughs> it was I a good time.
1: Oh. Mine's uh, just water, Tom. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> I know. I only have water. Said, you know, when you move an apartment, you don't like have a fully stocked like alcohol. I was gonna to do,
1: that. I was gonna do a dry January, right? And mm-hmm. I've been going strong, but I don't think that's gonna last.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this weekend's gonna be tough. I think this is gonna be the end of it. <laughs> but like, this is this is pretty good. This is the longest I've gone without drinking in probably eight years. I'm
0: just, I'm proud a little, of
1: little scary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, let me just do one last share, and we will be good. Okay, it is shared. I'm going to do the audio thing, and then we're going to get into the the podcast talking thing (coughs) that I do so well.
1: Time to go. Okay
0: well three oh two no wait hold up nope 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 three two one MLS Aces episode 171. This is your host, Tom Sweezy, and I'm joined with some very special guests with me. Of course, back for another episode with me, Jason V. Vang. Jason, how are you, bud? You're doing a dry January.
1: sound like it's, it's like rough. Like, back for another episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's here not again. like 100 in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, good. I'm glad I'm
0: you're good. here for... 100 200 whatever it is Jason uh and we are not joined by Sam and Nelson we are joined by Vaughn Pullman. Vaughn how are you man
2: I'm doing great I'm back the, I think this is the first time since the MLS's back tournament when I was yeah. like the bench player so so this yeah. feels this feels good
0: <laughs> No you like I said I think back then we made the joke that you were like the MLS Aces like pool goalkeeper man that's you're it this, this is your role correspond <laughs> well i'm glad you're here for another one i think this is like you're definitely like i i, I think you're still guest like official guest i don't know but like you're the, the the besides jason uh sam and then riley who was the co-host for a while you are definitely like up there in appearances your caps is getting up there man
2: I, I'm, I'm
0: the mics. yeah <laughs> you're like bobby wood out here man I, I don't know. if that, that might be an insult. Never mind. I don't know. But yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'm assuming we're going to talk about Bobby a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I want to I mention Bobby Wood. Um, but pretty much before we get started into everything, um, I got to go through my whole show notes. Uh, I'm Tom, Tom Sweezy. If this is the first time you guys are listening to an episode or watching the stream, whatever it may be, um, I am host of the MLS Aces podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at MLS Aces or on Instagram at MLS underscore Aces. Jason, uh, you are Jason Vivang. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Vivang, V E V A N G. And then Vaughn, you are Vaughn Pullman. You are co-host of the ninety six oh seven MLS podcast, but you are also like our sub dude, like I just said. You are at Vi Pullman on Twitter, if I'm correct. Got it. Bingo. Let's go. Um, if you guys want to learn a little bit more about us, you can check us out at MLSAces.com. Um, try to get you know blog posts up on there whenever I can. And we obviously have a group of people who uh, are part of the MLS Aces community, the Ace Holes, that really get some blogs up there as well throughout Good the crew. year. Um, if you guys want to support us, Patreon.com slash MLS Aces is also another way you can support us. Donate a little bit of money, get some extra perks for yourself, get into the Ace Holes chat, maybe get yourself some stickers, some merch, whatever it may be down the line. Um, That's all I really have. Guys, do you want to say anything before we start or do you want to just jump into the soccer?
1: I'm ready to dive right in.
0: Let's go. Let's Let's dive then. Um, Let's start with some managerial moves within MLS because I feel like that's been you know the first talking point we go with with everything every single episode last week it was Chris Armas it was uh, Greg Vanny and it was Diego Alonso out at Inter Miami so let's start with Inter Miami Diego Alonso out and uh, Beckham he's bringing in his boys he's calling the squad back together and he uh, he brings in Phil Neville former teammate former England women national team head coach I uh, I mean I personally like the move I like kind of the the Becks connection I like that he is like you know what like my regime like let's bring in my dude my guy Phil come down to to South Beach and let's start something brand new because last year was a shit show so let's let's do this right now <laughs> Jason you're you know you obviously have some familiarity with Phil Neville watching you know the US women's national team play the England's national team um, do you like the move? do you think that the, the style kind of fits?
1: I mean, I get why, like, like you said, it's Beckham's boy that he played together at Manchester United. Uh, makes sense to me, but I don't, I don't think he's particularly great. Like, I don't even know if he was super qualified for the England women's job, and it's not like he performed insanely well. Like, it, it wasn't really anything special, given the talent that that team has. Um, yeah. And, and especially towards the end, I, I didn't realize how long he was there. He was there for almost three years or actually like exactly three years. And this, this past year, like he, he's kind of started to trail off and not saying that he, he won't be great at inter Miami. I don't actually know, but it could work. Like if, if him and Beckham are tight, like that's a huge step already. Like knowing that your head coach and the owner of the team are on the same page, is pretty massive. So I think from, from a, point where Beckham knows this guy like they're friends it could really work out in Miami um, despite whatever is in the past
0: I mean kind of to your point yeah his his record wasn't the best with the England's uh women's national team 35 games managed 19 wins five draws and 11 losses he did did win the 2019 she believes cup so he did Mm -hmm. he was able to, to raise a trophy with uh England's national team uh Vaughn I mean I don't know if you have the perspective of kind of like his former managerial time, like his perspective of kind of him regrouping back up with, with Bex, like kind of what, what did you think when you saw Phil Neville was announced?
2: Uh, I had two thoughts. Uh, first one is that for Miami. I, I see it as at best a lateral move, right? Okay. Like I don't, I don't think it's a huge upgrade from what they had with Diego Alonso. Uh, I think that the way that they treated Diego Alonso, Alonso giving him one year giving him, you know, late season additions in a shortened season with an expansion side, like, and he still made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, that, That's pretty tough for any manager to jump in and do that. Uh, so I thought he was hard done. And I think that it's a not a great sign for the Inter-Miami front office to see they already let go of Paul McDonough. They already moved on from Diego Alonso. So there's clearly some miscommunication and some mismanagement happening at the top for Miami uh bringing in Phil Neville here I don't know if it was their first choice all along if this was just a timing thing um so I'd say that was my first thought my second thought was uh if Phil Neville is going to get hired in MLS uh Jill Ellis would have been a much better hire for this position Uh, just looking at managerial uh record and what they've accomplished uh and and knowing also what they've uh, you know, that that teams in MLS are definitely looking at Jill Ellis. Uh, I think that was the thing that was most shocking to me was, uh, you know, this is another situation where we've now seen DC make a hire. Uh, when she was on that list, Inter-Miami makes this hire. Uh, if if I were an Inter-Miami fan, I think there's better options out there. Hope for the best with Phil Neville. Yeah. I I mean, he did get buy-in from his players uh, at England, and and he did develop that program to making a deep run in the Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. uh does that translate to success at the MLS level? I don't, we haven't seen him coach a, a club, right he's He's done a national team really big difference uh in in terms of having players that are training with you day in day out with a congested schedule, totally different animal um, so that's those are the red flags for me with Phil Neville with Inter Miami. I mean, completely fair points, right? I think if you're looking at any manager, I don't
0: care if it's Phil Neville, uh, Jill Ellis, let's say it's Jurgen Klinsmann at the time, whatever it may be. Managers who only have that international experience come into a a club level job and it's a completely different world. It's a completely different vibe. You're with these players 24-7 instead of, you know, you know when you're with them 24 seven during camp windows, but not 24 seven throughout the year training, uh, kind of management, all of that. So I think completely fair and a completely fair statement of if Phil Neville got the job, then Jill Ellis was just as qualified or more qualified with her success. Um, I will say that I know like Phil Neville had a great repertoire, like you said, Vaughn with his players. I know Lucy Bronze uh, has been one person who you know I follow on social media, who is very outspoken with her support of Phil Neville. So, Maybe he can bring that type of connection to his players down to Miami and kind of that connection, Jason, like you said, with Bex yeah. and kind of build a great culture and then kind of build off that culture into the on-the-field success for down the line that we were hoping to see from Inter-Miami year one. Yeah, they made the playoffs, but it wasn't, wasn't the, uh, the the most pleasing way to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, cool. You guys have any other Phil Neville Inter-Miami takes there? No. Good. All right, cool. Let's move on to the other managerial change within um major league soccer over this past week dc united uh vaughn like you alluded to dc united they finally finally after rounds of lists that came out and interviews whatever it okay. may be they finally hired their next manager in hernan losada from um Beer Shot va in the belgian first division the, the belgian pro league um very young head coach. I think he's like 38, 39, somewhere around there. Um, a great deal of experience. You know, 42 games played at, uh, managed at 38 years old isn't too bad. 20 wins, 8 draws, 14 losses. Apparently, plays a very fun attacking style and was really uh, building his reputation around Belgium and around the, the that area within Europe. Um, I know it took BC a while to find their man, but Vaughn, I'll go to you first here.
2: Do you think this was a good hire? Uh, I mean, I don't. I can't admit to seeing much of yeah. Fernandez's uh, teams play. A uh, was, VA fan, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, don't, name I, of a team.
2: I don't watch a ton of Belgian uh, first division, but uh, from everything I've read and heard about the guy, uh, that there definitely was. Uh, it, it seemed like the fans there at Beershot uh, were disappointed that he was leaving. Uh, I think that the team had some good results and and he was well-liked. What I like about the move for DC is, you know, they're just coming off of having the same manager for what, 10 years, Ben Olsen was there. So what what I, (laughs) I right. But what I can see by them, first of all, taking a long time to make the hire and then also getting a guy that's 38. To me, that signals the intent that, they want this to be a long-term fit. This isn't a holdover manager. This isn't somebody that they're going to, to give Diego Alonso, you know, one-year shot at this. No, they're going to let him build something. They're going to give him some run and, and give him a chance to also probably rotate the roster to get his sort of guys in there. So I think Hernan Losada is going to be a long-term play for them. Yeah. I think we'll see probably th- at least two two three solid seasons of him. Um, so I'm optimistic. I, I think he's... Uh, is a young, from what I can tell, energetic guy. Yeah. Uh, from the style of play, I think he's going to be bringing something kind of like Portland Timbers-esque play from what I was reading because okay. uh, I was hearing that he doesn't hold a lot of possess- – his teams don't hold a lot of possession. They kind of play without the ball, and then they transition attack, and are, they're very attractive in that regard. So mm-hmm. to me, that made me think of Portland Timbers. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what I would uh, I, I, – it would be great if he could bring that to D.C.
1: Yeah, sounds I mean, look, like me yeah, on FIFA.
0: <laughs> sounds like you in real life, man, Timber Jason over there. But <laughs> I mean, if he can bring some attacking, fun style, whether it's with possession, without possession, you're countering more. <laughs> This team has so many fun attacking pieces that we've seen play very well in MLS between Yamil Asad, Julian Gressel. Uh Edison Flores is a guy who came in with, with the highest expectations last year. I know he had a few injury problems last year, but you know, maybe Lasada can be a guy that kind of unlocks that a little bit. I know that they just drafted a young striker today who who some people were excited about. You do have a guy in Ola Kamara who has scored a ton in Major League Soccer in the past. Maybe that can this can unlock him a little bit as well. There's exciting pieces on DC United. And if he can bring maybe this young kind of fun attacking flair to, to the team, then DC has the pieces to do well. It's just they were stuck under Ben Olsen for the past five years too long, maybe. Um, Jason, I know, you know, you know that Sam would be here. I'm thinking happy. <laughs> But I need you to speak for yourself, and maybe a little bit for Sam here, and kind of the, the DC United.
1: Team. I think Sam would be happy that they're finally switching it up after so long. Yeah. I didn't realize, but Hernan Losada he stopped playing and started coaching in the same year, like just a couple of months later. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Quick um, transition, you know? Yeah, very quick transition. He was captain, and then he was an assistant coach for three months, and then he was just so thrown. Uh,
0: He's like the Belgian Wayne Rooney, you're telling me, which is what yeah, DC, had. Exactly. And when DC was successful. This is perfect.
1: Perfect. So they knew This was like a 300 IQ move by DC. They are like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this guy, I mean, he's basically coached teams for a long time while he was playing, and this now he's doing it after.
0: Basically Wayne Rooney. I mean.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he gets there on the first day and they're like, hey, Wayne. like." Oh, <laughs> But, I mean, I, I'm excited to see him at, see some attacking football. This is really what he's about to bring, and, and we're going to see a lot of counterattacking and a lot of goals. I mean, I might have to tune into some more D.C. games with Sam. Yeah,
0: I mean, maybe D.C. might actually be a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference. I don't know.
1: We'll see. Maybe. But... Maybe. They're going to have to go through the fire. Oh, yeah. I watch out for Chicago. <laughs> Robert Barrett. Golden <laughs> I-
0: so so that's some managerial moves. It's all the the managerial moves over the past week. Um I feel like kind of crazy just I want to go back to the Phil Neville thing for a second. Like Phil Neville's a manager in Major League Soccer. Like you wouldn't have said that like a decade ago. Like that's that's crazy. For
1: David Beckham owned team.
0: Yeah, Phil Neville is the manager of David Beckham's team in Major League Soccer. Like that's cool. You know, we have Thierry Henry as a manager too. Like We'll take it, you know, but it, it's I love where we are as a league. And I mean, I know Phil Neville might not be the most like sexy pick as a manager, but still pretty cool. Hey,
1: speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. okay. Big
2: Phil guy. Over <laughs> under five years before Beckham is the the coach for Inter-Miami. Oh, oh, ah,
1: I don't know if that I happens. think over. I think over.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go over. I don't think he ever does it. Okay, man, I don't know
2: either, but I just wanted to see. It's he, might fun fun. he might suit up before he becomes the man.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, could you imagine?
2: Well, you mentioned Rooney with DC. Do you think that that was your plan? I mean, he went straight from DC right over to, to Derby County. Like, was that the play? Were they trying to get him to make that move at DC and it just fell through?
1: I mean, Ooh.
0: this is pure speculation, right? Like no inside knowledge. None. I think so. So what I... you're
1: saying is definitively that is what PC did, and you know because you've uh, spoken with them. I'm
0: hearing from um, Sam Stachful and Paul Tenorio right now in my ear <laughs> that this, that was actually what happened.
1: <laughs> Damn, we're just grooming him up, and then Derby Conti was just like, "Ah, nah, he's mine."
0: Snatched him, just snatched yeah, him right away. Cool. <laughs> um, right. so man,
1: can you imagine the Wayne Rooney versus Phil Metal games? Oh. What do
0: you throwing a Thierry Henry game in there?
1: Too.
0: <laughs> Imagine you got a Vancouver, Toronto, and uh, T- uh, Montreal. They'll manage all the Canadian teams. Sick. Give me the Canadian championship all day.
1: Yeah, that would be more fun. I you know.
0: Let's let's transition forward into talking a little bit of the 2021 MLS Super Draft. I know you guys. Can just, you, you guys can just throw yourselves on mute. Don't talk. It's fine. I got this. One. Pretty much um, my opinion on the MLS Superdraft is that it's not dead. It is not a function within Major League Soccer that is dead. We do get some quality MLS roster talent every single year. I think I put out a tweet today that in 2018, I counted roughly 11 MLS quality roster players. 2019, I counted like nine. And then last year, I counted like eight.
1: Very informative.
0: If I mean, if you get, like, 10 solid MLS roster players a year out of, like, a few, I guess, 100 picks, is this? That's good? I don't know. But pretty much <laughs> – this year's draft had its interesting points. I kind of just had it on in the background as some background noise for for the work I was doing today. But I did learn a few things, a few exciting picks. Um, pretty much, I'm excited about two players overall. Um, the number three pick in the draft, midfielder Philip Mayaka. Um, he got drafted by the Colorado Rapids. Apparently, he was to Andrew Wiebe, to Matt Doyle, to Carly Davies, to to everyone within the MLS community. Mayaka was the number one definitive pick. He was going to Austin. Austin was going to take him, have this young, exciting guy, um, I think coming from Kenya, and then eventually came over here to play college soccer, and like, he was going to be their young, exciting player, right? They go a different way, um, and now we are here with Philip Mayaka being, being a Colorado Rapids player who Mayaka comes into a team with a lot of young talent, a lot of potential to develop. Um, he's a guy who was a 10. In his early days in college, now he's kind of transformed into a little bit of a six. i I've heard some people saying he's similar to a Darlington-Nagby type player. Um, If he could develop into that, then awesome. I think the Rapids got a steal at the the number three pick, grabbing uh, Mayaka from Clemson. And then I wanted to talk about the number six pick in the draft, Ethan Bartlow. Uh, He's a center back. I think he was also from Clemson. Don't quote me on that one, but pretty much the Houston Dynamo, uh, they go and they get Ethan Bartlow, who some people had rated as the best center back in the draft. Uh, the Houston Dynamo will talk about their moves this week potentially in a little bit, um, but pretty much they went out earlier this week. They got Tim Parker from the Red Bulls. They go out and they get the super young, talented Generation Adidas player and Ethan Bartlow to potentially um, be, you know, the opposite center back of, of Tim Parker. I like what Ted Ramos is doing with that. There's a lot of quality around Bartlow. Uh, thank you to whoever's in the chat that said Bartlow is from University of Washington. Thank you. This is why we're not talking a lot on the super draft, but pretty much there's a lot of hype around there, kid. I think it's a good move by Houston just grabbing some youngsters: Bartlow, Mayaka, and obviously, you know, the, a great opportunity today for all these guys to start their professional career, whether it goes from MLS to USL to overseas. Congratulations to everyone who got drafted, but uh, we're not going to talk too
1: much on that. So- I mean, wait before you move on. I feel like the draft with it's like the rise of all these academies, and I mean, we were just talking last week. When we were drafting our, you know, like front office and team, like all these academies that are popping up make the draft in college just like a worse route to go, it almost feels like. And, like, there's less talent coming out. Like, we're about to see Brian Reynolds get sold to – I mean, eventually, I hope, to to Italy. Um, (laughs) And, like, I don't know. Even Mark McKenzie, he played for one year at Wake Forest. Everybody's best friend of the pod, Mark McKenzie. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the academy route is just so much better. And these kids from the academies are just way – in better shape to succeed in MLS. Georgie Mahalovich is another.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: a lot. I, mean, I agree with you.
0: I just think that the draft does have its place in, you do find a few diamonds in the rough, right? You do find a Chris Mueller. You find a Darryl Dike. You find a, um, who's the center back from New England that had a really good season last year?
2: Oh, what about Kessler? Mark, Harry, Henry Kessler, Henry? Henry, yeah, and that's what I was going to comment is like New England, their entire back line that yeah. started playoffs were from the draft. Yeah. Right. Like Tajon Buchanan, Aaron Farrell, you just mentioned Kessler and DeJuan. Uh, and, and Dewan Jones, yeah. right? All those guys came out of the draft. Dewan Jones yeah. and Tajon Buchanan were drafted in the same draft and they weren't like high picks. I think they were like eighth and 13th or something like yeah. that. So there's value to be found there. And you mentioned like Orlando, they got both DK and Mueller from there, right? Mm -hmm. So there are teams that if you can find that talent and find a way to implement them, there's value there. I just think most teams are not making it a point of emphasis anymore, right? Like they would rather do the academy route for several reasons. One is the potential sell-on, but also remember a lot of the guys that are coming out of the draft, they're already 22. Like if they're graduating seniors, they're three or four years further down the road in their careers than the homegrown players are, with the exception being the generation Adidas players. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that's where teams are having to make this decision. Um, and, and is it gonna? Is the draft gonna get weaker over time? I think it will, just because also salary caps yeah. are growing, right? Like teams are going to be allocating those funds other places. Um, but right now, I think still there is value to be found. Like I'm looking at, like you, you highlighted Mayaka and Bartlow. I'd be looking at the two Wake Forest guys, right? Like Calvin Harris uh, going second overall. He's going to a fantastic spot as a forward to FC Cincinnati. Like he could quickly, I I could see him being like a uh, Tesho Akindele, right? Like I could totally see him getting on the field and, and contributing, you know, four or five goals and, and, and being a spot starter sort of thing. Uh, And then same thing, uh, Michael DeShields, uh, yes. going deep united right like th- they're going to need a center back i think i just saw uh that Burnbaum went under the knife right yeah so they Burn need bombs out you... right well, so hey maybe this is where a guy like the shields gets gets some run early on in this career and and they start seeing hey th- this is a guy we can plug in and, and get some valuable minutes out of i don't know
0: yeah i mean look like i said i think the draft has its place it's just gonna be how important is it every single year? Are we going to get less quality MLS rostered players every single year? Or are we going to get 10 players? And then like, like we have a comment on Twitch that most of these picks will be in USL within two years. Maybe it is. Maybe the draft ends up becoming a USL draft. Let's just say, I don't know. And you have the option to go MLS and you can, you know, pick to, to maybe if you, Get drafted in with MLS and you don't like where you are. Maybe you can take an option to go join a USL college draft. I don't know. There's options here. Maybe with this um, new development league that MLS is coming out with, potentially soon, we'll maybe hear some type of announcement about it. Maybe <laughs> that, that's an option for these guys. I don't know. But you do have your value in like the players we just named and DK and Mueller and Akinola and, and whoever it may be. But you just have to find it. And how many GMs, how many front office staffs, how many head coaches are going to go out and try to find six guys in, in a draft of a few hundred? You know, it, it's
1: –
0: Maybe the, the there's more, like
1: one round for MLS and then the rest is USL championship.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. You know, I, most of these players do end up going on loan or getting released from their MLS roster and going and signing to USL Championship, League One, NISA, uh, whatever it may be, you know, or finding an opportunity overseas. We see that every single year. Maybe that's that. that's the future of the draft. I just think I enjoy it. I think. It's something It's a little bit unique to us still, but just how important is it going to be year after year? I, I I can't sit here and say it, it's going to well, be important.
2: And you have the guys that slip through the cracks, right? Like USL, yeah. is. you still get the Aaron Longs and the Mark Anthony Kays that come out of USL, right? Like, yeah. So there's some of these guys that may end up down in USL, and it just was a misvaluation, or they didn't hit their prime at the right time. They or they weren't going to get onto an MLS roster and get minutes. And then yeah. you can really put them up against the level at, at USL, and you're like, hey, no, this guy really is ready for for prime time MLS. So I think that's a better
1: route anyway. USL to MLS, like a college kid coming out of college, going to MLS, and just being expected to produce like immediately, like. I don't know. I think going to USL is almost better. And then if they show that they can, you know, play in there, bump them up. And you're getting professional
0: that. minutes, you know, at the end of the yeah. day, you're playing against other adults who are, yeah, you're having some teenagers, but yes, you're getting people who are 26, 28, 30, a little bit older, whatever it may be who maybe have had careers overseas in South America within major league soccer. And, you know, you're learning and getting those professional minutes, then maybe you can make the jump to MLS Vaughn with you. The perfect two examples of Mark Anthony Kay and Aaron long, Mark Anthony Kay was in the TFC system, you know, apparently due to some immaturity issues, whatever it may be, he got released from the TFC system, went to, went to Louisville, where he really matured matured as a player um, and matured as an individual gets back to an MLS shot with LAFC. Aaron Wong, he was, I think he was like a winger or something. Then he went to like right back, then D mid, and then he found his his spot at center back. And now, you know, he's a U.S. men's national team captain with, you know, offers from Southampton to purchase him. So USL, whether it's for maturity reasons, whether it's for kind of developing as a player, I think it has its spot. And I think maybe the draft can offer that more to USL at this point than MLS. But I guess, I don't know. There, there, there has to be something for people smarter than us to really figure out. But, but but maybe we can think of some answers along the way. All right, cool. So let's talk about some moves over the past week. Um, Vaughn, Jason, obviously you guys have a list of the moves um, over the past week in a spreadsheet on our notes. You guys watching or listening don't. But let's kind of – I'll just pick one move we really want to talk about and hit on that we feel like was a good move over the past week. Um, does anyone want to volunteer to go first? I can, if you guys don't want to.
1: I can go, too. Jason, go. <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh, Tim Parker going from uh, – So you take what Rebel. I talked about before.
0: What would you say? You take what I talked about before, and then you just roll with it.
1: <laughs> I actually was going to talk about um, –
0: it's fine. Go follow.
1: Tim but I was Go like to... Tim Parker. We got to talk about him, anyways. So Go Tim Parker. You, you can have this one. You can have this one if you wanted. Um, but Tim Parker is still 27. Like he's still really good. This kind of caught me by surprise because he's a he's a great MLS defender, um, yeah. and he's definitely going to come in immediately and help out uh, Houston. Um, so just overall, I think this was a really good move for them. I think they only gave away like. $400,000 in allocation money or something, but I don't know. I feel like he he's still producing. He's still a good defender, and him and Aaron Long had a good partnership. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think when his his later days in Vancouver, uh, Tim Barker was a very good center back. Then when he first came over to Red Bulls and he had that partnership with Aaron Long, they were like the best center back duo within the league. And then, you know, for some reason, whether it was the switch from from marsh to Armist and kind of later on he kind of just fell off from getting starts getting minutes sub appearances whatever it may be and you know we saw we heard rumors of him going to different teams every single transfer window and now you know it officially finally happened i think the move was needed for tim parker i do think he's a very very good defender um going to a houston team that allowed 40 goals last season like That's only going to be a plus. Like you said, Jason's still in his prime. He's still a very good defender, throwing him next to an Ethan Bartlow that I was talking about before, or a veteran in minor Figueroa or, or whoever it may be. But I really like the move too. Um, Vaughn, I don't know if you had any thoughts on on Tim Parker.
2: Uh, I mean, my my reaction to the Tim Parker move is just that it was too much allocation money for the, for the Mm -hmm. move. Um, I think, that it's up to, like, 1.5 million potential oh, wow. based on incentives. I mean, that's, like, the top end. I, I hope that there's some really steep, uh, you know, metrics he's got <laughs> to hit. Play five that. games. <laughs> there was, like, 1.5 million, I think, an international spot. Like, it was a lot. Uh, So that would be a new MLS record for a center back, uh, mm-hmm. beating both Walker Zimmerman's move and Iko Parra's move. So they're kind of taking a bet on that allocation money that it's, like defender of the year level move and Tim Parker is not going to win defender of the year in Houston. So that's my concern for the move is that you you're ne- going to need a significant return there. Um, so Houston's not going to just all of a sudden become this amazing team. I hope that tab Ramos can g- get the most out of him. Um, I think he, de- I mean, he's, what is he? 28. I mean, he still has run in him. Like he's, he's yeah. going to be good for a couple years. Uh, but, but, I'm a little concerned. I don't know how much he improves Houston.
0: I mean, I think he has to improve it even a little bit, right? Like Houston was pretty bad defensively last year. They they, they were rocking like two 34-plus-year-old center backs. I'm not saying he's going to be like a great improvement. I'm not saying he's going to be like this fantastic, like he makes the back line like rock solid, but you have to think he makes it definitely better.
1: I think he makes it better, but I don't think he makes it $1.5 million better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's very few defenders that you're going to get within Major League Soccer that make your back line like a million dollars better. But yeah. I, that, that's that's a steep price for Tim Parker. I didn't see that
2: price. So thank you, Juan, for, for, for bringing that up. Well, no, it's like, I think it's, it's like 400, 450000 in GAM this year, and I think it's okay. three hundred fifty GAM the following year. And then also, like, Additional 150,000 kickers and then other incentives up to like if you add it all up, wow. the most it could end up being is 1.5 mil. So I, I'm assuming they've got to be like making MLS Cup and he's got to be starting like 70 games. Like it's got to be something ridiculous. Uh, I sure hope so, but we'll see. I mean, gonna- I'm a personal believer that success within Major League Soccer does
0: start with, like, some solid center backs, a solid D mid, and then, like, a number 10. And I think you have a pretty decent Major League Soccer team. Um, I mean, he's definitely half of a solid center back combo. I'll I'll say that. But I don't know, again, how much he's really going to improve Houston's back line just by himself or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe not a good move for the price, so... So, yeah, that, that's all I got there. Um, Vaughn, do you want to go
2: or do you want me to, to make a pick here? Uh, I can go. Yeah. Okay, go for it. I'm, and I'm going to go for a surprise one. I'm going to talk about La Chofis, Javier uh, Lopez, yes. going to Jose. Yeah. So, um, I'd had actually a little bit of a tip that Charlotte might have had some interest in him uh, okay. early on in the year. Uh, That was before he'd already been in a little bit of a rocky situation with Chivas. And it sounded Mm -hmm. like he was making a move uh, away from there. And then Mm -hmm. they resigned kind of unexpectedly at the time and the fans, they were already kind of over him. Uh, He's leaving under some not great circumstances. I don't know if you guys read up on that. It's not great. A A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think him and, like three of his teammates were at some party where one of the other players or something was involved in a sexual assault oh, yeah. and yeah. not, not, not stuff you kind of want to be like <laughs> associated it with. Right. Thank you. So, so this <laughs> is a guy that in under six months got re-signed by Chivas and is now moving out, uh, yeah. under great circumstances. So that's a little bit of a concern, but his talent, um, when he's motivated, he, he seems to be a little bit of a hot, cold player, but when he's good, He's, he's pretty darn good. He can be a pretty explosive player in the middle of the field. Um, what I think he can bring to San Jose, uh, the good thing is he's played under Matias Almeida. So he's familiar with the system. He's familiar with the style. Uh, he obviously likes playing for that coach. Um, so those are all positives. Uh, I think he's kind of like a budget Zelarayan. He's not going to be to the level of Zelarayan, But when he's, yeah. on, when he's playing well, I think he can be a major contributor to San Jose in the middle of the field. Um, and, and I think they're going to also need to replace some of that, uh, attack that I, I know it sounds weird, but Magnus Erickson and Vaco both brought a lot to that attack, uh, for San Jose, uh, if it wasn't going through Espinosa, it was going through those two guys. Um, and so, and so, La Chofis, he is going to be that guy for them, I, I believe. Uh, so he, he's going to be an everyday starter. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's, that's probably the signing that not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, but I think as the, as we get closer to the regular season, that's going to be one of the more impact uh, signings in terms of signing a middle of the field attacking midfielder for a team that their ceiling is, I mean, we know their, their, their floors, like making the playoffs and their ceiling is like, it could be a really dangerous competitor.
1: We love them on this pod.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do we? Do we? No. Um, I
0: mean, Jason, I'll let, I'll let you respond before I, I dive into what I want to say about this move because I was very interested in this move.
1: I mean, that from what I've seen, like, it seems like a pretty good move, especially after Vaughn was talking about it kind of got me in the mood. I was like, oh, okay, maybe you can contribute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like, that The the stuff off the field, and if that carries over into San Jose, like, it could end up blowing up in their face and being just a complete waste, um, but who knows if it does work out? Like Von saying, he could really contribute for them. And this is a San Jose team that I've definitely not been a fan of. <laughs> Everyone's pretty knows my stance on them, um, but yeah. So, I mean, it could be good. I I really don't know much about him though.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, so so it makes sense. In my, like, MLS brain, one of, like, okay, like, Matias Almeida is going to grab a dude from Liga MX that said He has a lot of familiarity with it. Makes sense. San Jose was lacking a stud number 10 in which you feel like all the best teams within Major League Soccer have. Pazuelo, Ladero, uh, Maxi Morales, Har- Carlos Heal. All the best teams that made the playoffs last year and made runs in the playoffs last year have a stud number 10. They're going after their their, their own stud number 10 there. A dude who's won four major trophies during his time at Chivas, has close to 200 games played for Chivas. Um, A dude who just, like you said, Vaughn, when he's hot, he's a very good player. I do have some off-the-field concerns. I do have some concerns of when he's not playing his best. I I have a few connections within Liga Mekis like media that said, you know, The guy's fantastic when he wants to be. Uh, The guy's a little bit of a liability when when he doesn't want to be out on the field. And if Matias Almeida can't really motivate him to want to be out there, I have a concern about that. But if he's on his game and he's playing like we've seen in the past that he's played for Chivas, we could really see someone who could kind of push San Jose to that next level. Because, you know, we've seen it where when San Jose and the Matias Almeida system is clicking, San Jose is like unbeatable like everything's working you know Wando's scoring at 50 years old and things are just working right but we've also seen it where when San Jose and the Alameda system's not working like it's bad soccer like it's like some of the worst soccer in the league and can he fit into that that system one and then can he really kind of maybe make the not so the, the bad days for San Jose, not so bad, and then kind of just elevate those great days for San Jose to make him, like, even better. Like, they're the best team in, in, in Major League Soccer. I don't know if he's capable of that, but for San Jose fans, I hope. But you got to have the buy-in, and I think that's going to be the biggest question mark there.
1: Yeah, I, my question is, uh, yeah. like, if they start losing, like, you guys are making it seem like he's a pretty hard guy to motivate, Right. So if they're starting to lose or their season looking pretty bad right off the first five, ten games, like, is he going to be out there trying his best or even wanting to be? If he doesn't seem to fit with San Jose, maybe he doesn't like the city, it seems like a lot could go wrong. Like, it's a high risk, decent, well, high, decently high reward, I guess.
0: You're just being a half-empty <laughs> half, half kind of guy.
1: Like I'm just maybe, saying it's like if he's this hard to motivate and he's going to a different country like he's he's to achieve us for 200 games uh, this is a pretty big change
0: but maybe he's going into a team in California that has a large uh Mexican American population that has It's
1: not a huge um, change. Yeah.
0: So, some some fellow Liga Mekis veterans, and a Matias Almeida, and a Carlos Fierro. Um, I think they have one more guy who who's played a decent amount in Liga and Um, You know, Alanis, former teammate. Alanis, thank you. Um, like he has guys who he's probably familiar with. He has people who he's familiar with in, in a. It's not like he's going to. You know, like New England, Colorado. Ryan, not really, Yeah, Colorado, um, RSL. You know, it's not like he's going to a place that doesn't really have a large. His yeah,
2: population. but he, he thrived under Almeida. His, be- yeah. his best play was under Almeida. So, you know, I, I think if there's a guy that's going to be able to get the most out of him, Could it's be him. My- um, and, and, and I think also the level of play. I mean, let's be real. I, I think on most days, Chivas. that is better than most MLS sides, right? Uh, Significantly
1: better than San Jose.
2: (laughs) Right, right. So I think for San Jose and for for La Trophies, he can step in and he can be that guy for them. It's just a matter of, is it consistent? Do they get that every single game? You know, how does he adjust to travel in the U.S.? How does he adjust to American lifestyle? You know, and, and that's the part I'm more interested to see is i'm not concerned about him coming in and competing it's more is he going to give that effort each and every day Uh, and especially you know Matias almeida there were the rumors of him going back i think cruz azul was trying to get him or somebody in Liga mx was going after him um and and he had to you know dispel those rumors we don't know how long he's going to be here either so that's that's the other thing to keep an eye on is okay if if they bring in uh javier lopez for Two years and then Matias Almeida's out. What do you get from him at that point? Yeah, the long term is not too positive there. But guys,
0: you're you're very negative. We need the optimism in 2021. We're we're going for positivity. He's going to be a stud. San Jose, Jose. I'd rather
1: be negative about it.
0: (laughs) I'd rather be right and (laughs) negative. Let's move on from, from uh, Javier Lopez. And I guess we'll quickly just talk about one last player. Um, Joao Paulo. really just want to bring him up really quickly. Seattle's re-signing him on permanent deal, bringing um, him in permanently from Botafogo. Um, I personally think good move. I mean, not really much to, like, Super in-depth analyze. We know what he brings to Seattle. Whether he was playing next to Svensson or Rodon or, or whoever it may be in that midfield, joel Pala was a very good player for Seattle. Had some very good games in their uh, CCL run early on. Had some very good games throughout the season. Some in- uh, a few minor injury issues, and then kind of for me disappeared in the playoffs, which is maybe a little bit of a concern, but. When you're looking at dudes at his position within the league, Joao Paolo, I think, is, is near the top that you're going to mention. Maybe it's just the Seattle system. I'm not too sure, but I like the move. Um, you guys want to say anything about Paolo before we kind of move on and quickly some other things and then our uh, our fun
1: draft? Um, The only thing I'll say is, like, I really like it as well, just because it seems like Seattle is losing a lot this offseason, um, yeah. including Jordan Morris probably. Like, it's almost a done deal going to Swansea. Yeah. Uh, which I think we might talk about, but uh, other the than same. that, like, Spenson, <laughs> uh, Jovan Jones, uh, Lirandom, yeah. like they need to retain some people. Like, so getting him back is is pretty important in my opinion. At least it it gives some consistency going into next season because there there could be a, a decent amount of new faces in, in the eleven.
0: Yeah. And they also they did lose Chris Henderson Chris Henderson too, who was, you know, in their front office. Now he's down with Inter Miami and Henderson was around for this solid, amazing run and helped was part of the biggest pieces in kind of building the Seattle roster during this great run that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um but let's kind of transition that, Jason, perfect, into some news. We might have some U.S. men's national team players going on loan to uh, to England or to other European countries. Apparently, we could see a huge swarm of U.S. men's national team players within Major League Soccer going on loan to Europe <laughs> due to the massive amount of games that the U.S. men's national team is going to have, um, a lot of them being in Europe and then obviously some in the States as well, but kind of keeping players in one area, even though Europe is quite large. Um, these are just some of the reports that have been out there. But the, the biggest name, I guess, the uh, the most concrete connection that we got going on right now is Jordan Morris will be announcing soon that he will be going on loan to Swansea. And Swansea is either second or third right now in the English championship. Um, when I first saw Jordan Morris to Swansea, I was a little confused. I thought, I personally think Jordan Morris is a better than english championship type player i feel like he could potentially play on some lower level EPL teams i wouldn't really argue that more i would say more of a bundesliga more of a serie a league off type of player but the move does also kind of make sense from some reports that came out through the athletic and everything like that vaughn I mean, we can also say Paul Ariola also is, is heavily rumored to Swansea too. I'll just toss that one in there. So DC might be losing their, uh, their DP U.S. men's national team player as well. So Vaughn, Paul Ariola, Jordan Morris, heavily rumored to Swansea right now. What were your thoughts when you saw this? What are your thoughts now? Kind of what's going through your brain with all this U.S. men's national team kind of talk? Uh,
2: I mean, I think there's still going to be loans. I think they're going to be six-month yeah. loans. Yes. of it. Mm-hmm. Um What's interesting about the timing of it is, you know, with the CBA going on and, and some different things, MLS may not be starting till May. Yeah. And these seasons in, in England are going through May. Right. So it's not like teams are losing these players for a long stretch of time. Uh, there this could be an opportunity for uh, you know, for, for especially for Jordan Morris. I think more so for him than Paul Ariola. Uh, it's giving him an opportunity to to be seen directly against that level of play, right? Like I think he can thrive at Swansea. I think he can immediately enter the field and make a significant impact, help them in their promotion fight, uh, because I think he's probably to the level of a low to mid EPL kind of player, Mm -hmm. right? Like maybe that's me being high on Jordan Morris, but I think same thing when, when he's at his highest level and we've seen he's arguably one of the best players, especially left wingers in MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'm excited for him to get the opportunity to go to Europe, play against that competition, be in front of more eyes, give an opportunity for scouts in Europe to see him against that level. And if he does well, I mean, I, I think the rumor was that it was like up to $7 million uh, option for him to be bought by Swansea with yeah. uh, was, was the rumor. That'd be fantastic. I, But, you know, if he does really, really well over there, maybe that starts pushing into the 8, 9, 10 million. Um, and at that point, I mean, we, we've seen Seattle's window has been pretty large here, right? They're yeah. going on five years of, of title contention. Uh, and, and losing a guy like Morris is going to hurt, but how can you smooth those waters and really propel yourself for the future? If you can get that much run out of him and then also sell him on for 7 million plus. Uh, and remember, he came in as a homegrown. Uh, yeah. that's really, really good business for, for Seattle. If they can get it done. If you could get two MLS cups out of, out of a
0: star star player, then as someone who's 26, 27 years old, like you said, them for 7 million plus, that's just, that's just an awesome deal for any MLS team, especially the Sounders who, you know, are going to take that money and put it back and, and do something crazy with it. Cause that's just what the Sounders do. Jason. Your take on this Jordan Morris, Paul Areola situation, um, you know, either of them, this entire kind of U.S. men's national team rumor mill that we're hearing, and, I mean, Vaughn, very good point with the CBA as well, that the season, you know, could get delayed, and they may not even – they may be missing only a few MLS games or or anything, you know. So, I mean, Jason, do you have any thoughts?
1: Yeah, so initially I kind of was with you, Tom, and I was like, eh, he's – I mean, with both of you, actually, like, I I think he's better than – championship English football league. Like I, I see him at like a premier league team, maybe a middle tier or goodness league team. Like I just think this competition is, is sort of a step down, but it's also like, if it's just to give him playing time as the, as the uh, MLS season gets pushed, like that's also fine. But I, I would be happy if, if it went from Swansea, like they're, they're currently second right now in the league. Um, so if they were to get promoted and retain Jordan Morris, then he is playing in a Premier League side um, and hopefully contributing a decent amount. But I don't know. like it, I'm kind of torn on the move. I think it, it can be a really good move. But initially, we don't really know what it's going to be. So it's not even like official. But even if <laughs> it is much. a low, <laughs> yeah, basically. But I don't know. I feel like there's a... a a lot of fluctuation and what this actually ends up being. Is it going to be a long-term loan that turns into a a full deal that ends up having him play in the premier league when they get promoted, if they get promoted, or is he just going to play sporadically for six months and then come back to MLS, which I feel like that was kind of all a waste at that point, but I don't know. Is is that a waste though? I mean, like,
0: Either way, we're getting Jordan, Jordan Morris experience in the English Championship, which yeah. I would argue is a step up from Major League Soccer. I think the English Championship at its top end is very good uh, soccer. Oh, um, so, so Jordan Morris, he's getting experience in the English Championship. They do well. He does well. They get promoted. He gets bought out. Money goes to Seattle, and Jordan Morris is playing in, in, in the Premier League. Um, he doesn't get bought out. He does okay, whatever it may be. He comes back to Seattle and plays out the rest of his career in Seattle. In one situation, Jermaine Jones is very happy, and in one situation, Jermaine Jones is very upset. <laughs> All I'm getting at, pretty much, is that... It's a very high can-
1: ceiling for this move.
0: We could be happy U.S. men's national team fans or sad U.S. men's national team fans. That's pretty much it. Um, it's also crazy to me when I was doing – not doing research. I Googled both Paul Ariola and Jordan Morris. Paul Ariola is younger than Jordan Morris. Like it just seems what? like Paul Ariola Wait, really? so like,
2: much longer. Yeah, by a year, but still.
1: That's crazy. Well,
2: and, and I wanted to add for Paul Ariola, remember he's coming off of his injury. So mm. I'm hoping that he yeah. – I don't know what level he's going to be playing at, and also, I don't know where they're going to throw him out there, right? Like, does he move into midfield? Do they play him as a wing back? Like, I don't know what he ends up. Where, where does he fill in? The good thing is he's versatile, but um, you know, I, I don't know if he's ready for games. Quite frankly, it. I can't
0: remember what, what I was listening to. It might have been extra time. It might have been um, allocation disorder. It might have been me reading something. I don't really know. It's in the brain somewhere. I don't know how it got there. But I heard that Paul Ariel would be used as like a right wing back at Swansea. So I don't know if that helps anything, eases the brain at all, Vaughn, but I'm just letting you know. Somewhere in this brain, I got some type of information stored. It's, he's a He would be a right wing back at Swansea. All right. Let's talk about one last rumor going around the US soccer mill. That is Bobby Wood, the Hawaiian Messi. He's back. Like he's been gone for so many years and now he could, well, could potentially be back. So coming out of the athletic, Paul Tenorio is reporting, he's getting a lot of shout this episode. He's reporting that. RSL is close to a deal with uh, Bobby Wood. I think it would be a delayed deal. He wouldn't be coming over until the summer if I read that correctly. But if you guys forgot or don't even know who Bobby Wood is, because those are two very good possibilities, 28-year-old striker, he does have 45 caps for the U.S. men's national team, which that blew my my brain when I read that. Um, He also has a bunch of appearances in the Bundesliga and in the two Bundesliga, um, you know, was – like the hot shit for a while around US men's national team when he was a little bit younger, and then kind of just fell off after some contract disputes, and he really wasn't getting on the field, he wasn't producing. But the I can't even remember if he's with Hanover now or where he was. Hurt Berlin. He's been everywhere in the Bundesliga. I feel like. All the but- he Pretty much, yeah, only age teams. Um, pretty much, like, he wasn't producing for how much he was getting paid at the end of the day, and he's just been kind of riding out his contract ever since, but now that his contract's coming to a close, apparently RSL is, is on the to scoop him up. Um, I mean, Jason, I'll go to you first. How do you feel about Mr. Uh, Sir Bobby Wood heading, headed potentially heading to Salt Lake City?
1: I feel like he's been potentially heading to MLS for five years. <laughs> This is the first time it's been reported by someone who's like real. Fair. But I I mean (laughs) it's fine with me. I don't feel really that strongly. I hope he does well. Um, like you said, he's been jumping around, it feels like for the past what six years. He had like a good year in there or two. Um but it just seems like he's having a hard time getting minutes and I'm fine with him coming back if he's able to play consistently and produce for a team, which is yeah. really all I'd really want to see. Um, and I think he could produce on RSL or somewhere in MLS. Um, okay. Or he can he can find his, like, niche and, like, go score some goals. But it's been a while since I've seen him score a goal or, like, anything from him. Vaughn,
2: so. bon, do you have any uh, Bobby Wood takes? I mean, I think he can be MLS good. He's not going to be MLS great, right? Like, we're, he's not yeah. going to be scoring 20 goals in the league. I think we all know that. Um, for RSL, uh, do, do they still have Sam Johnson on the books? No, so Sam Johnson uh, is gone,
0: I think, the end of last year. His contract got okay. terminated. And I think Giuseppe
2: Rossi is also gone
0: from their books.
2: Okay, so that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. I didn't remember if Johnson was still there. Uh, yeah, if, if he's not competing for minutes, if he's really the number one guy, that's good. Uh, I, I think he can help RSL, but also RSL is a team and an organization that is really in a transitional period, right? Like ownership out, longstanding long standing uh, management out. Uh, there, there's a lot of funky things going on right there. So is the mojo in RSL that this is going to be a contender? No. Does Bobby Wood turn them into a contender? No. Uh <laughs> could, could be, be for him to, you know, have a little bit of a career renaissance and uh, also get back into maybe, you know, MLS soccer uh, fandom uh, good graces. If he plays mm-hmm. well, Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see that for him. I would love to see that for RSL. Not that I want RSL to ever do well, but uh, yeah, I, I I like that he's finally in MLS. I, I think he's been long sought after uh, and it, it looks like now is the, the right time for him and for the league.
0: I have always said this on Twitter, on this show. I believe that MLS can be like a former or current or whatever future U.S. men's national team, like rehab center, like just bring them back in, get you playing some solid MLS minutes. You're either going to be a stud MLS player, or like we can send you back over to Europe. Looking at Zach Steffen, I think as as a perfect example of it. But RSL Vaughn, I'm going to be a little bit more crude than you than how you explained it. RSL is a shit show right now from ownership (laughs) down to players on the field. RSL is not in a great situation. So, I hope Bobby Wood can come in and he can score 8 to 10 goals. Don't believe it, but we'll see. Um, that's all I have, really, around the Major League Soccer news. Do you guys want to get into our draft for the night?
1: Yeah. let
0: okay. do it. So okay. I'll explain the draft. This was a uh, Uncle Sam Nelson idea that we were going to each draft five logos from with from around U.S. Soccer. We've had a few conversations, whether it's past or present logos, whether we're going just MLS or we're going N- MLS, NWSL, USL. And Sam is not with us tonight, obviously, if you're watching this or if you listen to the beginning of the episode. But he did give me his list to draft for him. He really, really, really wants to be a part of this draft. So four of us will be drafting. I will be drafting for Sam. And he went with some, I think, amateur teams. So, I mean, I mean you guys really- may... Made-
1: Sam and I talked today, and and we agreed it was all U.S. teams. If they're in the U.S. and they play soccer, they are allowed to be in the draft.
0: It's fair. I'm just letting you guys know, you two, and the listeners, that you may need to get the Google Images up if you want to see some of Sam's picks. All I'm saying. (laughs) um,
1: I think you're going to get the Google Images up.
0: Yeah, uh, can I do that? I don't know. Shit. Okay, I might have to that would be have
1: cool. the. Yeah, that actually would be really cool. I wonder if we could.
0: Um, that might have to be a uh, Tom needs to play around off live. There's stream. a sure
1: stream. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll play <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let it year. Um,
0: but pretty much, um, we're gonna we're gonna go through some logos. We're gonna draft it. Um, I won last week's draft with sixty percent of the vote. So. I am going to go. Uh, I'll go last. Is that fair? Because I'm so good at drafting. I don't know. So I'll go last. Um, Vaughn, well, I'm what
1: gonna, that, What thirty?
0: Yeah, you were like thirty. You were like what, Sam got
1: three percent.
0: Sam was like five percent or something. He did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> did not do well. So he was all excited I about that last think, week. He I think
1: all win. the listeners know I should have won that, but Tom gets yeah. his little crew to. Click on them. Yeah, we already have, we, we know you I cheat.
0: Twenty burner accounts, baby. That's it. Come be prepared. Um,
1: Tom cheats. He's got I his burner.
2: He's ruthless. Yeah, it's
1: like MLS. aces two, three, four. I looked at <laughs> the voter I was like, whoa. Something so hey, one,
2: he could actually be just sabotaging it with Sam's votes, right? This is really- <laughs> Sam's vote. So he's just doing a little filibuster here, like taking a few extra off the board.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I am. You guys don't know. I run this. I'm the puppet
0: master back here. Okay. So Vaughn, we're going to, you're new to this. This is your first draft, right? You've been around the pod before. This is your first draft with us. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you get the pick of whatever you want. Then Jason, I'm going to let you go. Then I will pick for Sam and then I will go. And then we will just do again, Vaughn, Jason, Sam, me, Vaughn, Jason, Sam, me. We'll just do it that way this week. Thanks, talk So. Yeah. Vaughn, I need you to make your pick. And then if you, wanted to, if you want to give a quick little explanation of why you like it, you can. If you don't want to, you just want to say it's my pick. That's it.
1: You also just be like, look it up. That's why.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with I, – I, I, this it may be my only MLS pick, but I'm going to go with an MLS pick first. Okay. I'm going to take AFC. Uh, I am a sucker for Art Deco Design. Uh, I also love that LAFC owns gold uh, in the league. To, to me, I associate gold and black, I mean, especially the gold, straight to them. I think it's a home run of a design. I think it's timeless. I think that it fits the city. Uh, it obviously has, uh, it has a little bit of a menace, but also a little bit of like, you're the top. I, I just think it's a home run. LAFC, that's my first pick okay
0: um I mean i I like it I mean clearly you know Jason, you know my connection to to laFC i I'm a fan, yeah, your
1: favorite team?
0: my favorite team ever you know I, i'm I'm a huge fan of laFC <laughs> okay cool I mean solid pick um I'm trying to play around with how to pull stuff up on the screen I'll figure it out don't worry uh Jason you are
1: <laughs> link to everyone every single logo he <laughs> chose in, in the podcast notes. <laughs> Um so my first pick is uh from the USL championship. Uh and is the Oakland Roots. So Oakland uh, Roots. Yeah, I don't know okay. if you guys have seen it, but basically it's like a tree uh with the roots in a bunch of different colors, like red. Really? That, that's
0: very that was very informative, Jason. I mean
1: I don't I don't know how to explain, it. I don't know why I was even trying to explain you it, just but said, it's beautiful. And
0: it's you like, see this blue wall, it's blue. Blue, that's All what right, you yeah,
1: said. Cool. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> You're just sad because this is the best logo in U.S. soccer in total. So,
0: okay. Um, warning the listeners right now, this might be the first logo you guys have to look up. This is Sam's first pick, so you two also get ready. <laughs> he is going with uh, Space United FC. Space United FC. I looked up this logo before. It's pretty sick, not gonna lie. Sam found like a diamond in the rough with this. So if I'm gonna give you guys like a second or two to pull it up, it's (laughs) I'm a fan. I don't know where the hell he found this thing, but 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 I'm a fan. What? Oh my
1: god. I
0: I missed what both of you said. I'm sorry. Is it a real team? Yes, it is a real team. You might have to go on Twitter to find it. I'm just going to... They'll
1: just beautiful jerseys.
0: Interesting. I mean, Jerseys we might be able to do in, in another draft, but Sam is going with Space United FC. They're getting their shout-out and their plug this episode and a bunch of other uh, probably amateur, also lower-tier teams within the U.S. soccer structure. So Sam's going with it. I don't know. I'm just telling you guys. I get to make my first pick, and, uh, you know, I know how to win these drafts. <laughs> I,
1: the no, I, I know you're picking forward Madison right now. Put it fucking down. <laughs> you just want them to retweet you. We all know. I mean, <laughs> I have a strategy, and it wins. So I forward mean, Madison,
2: I, my pick.
0: <laughs> forward Madison, my pick. The, the, the mingo oh. is, is, is the winner. and Why I mean, am I not the beautiful Flamingo from, from Madison, Wisconsin. How do you not get that connection? It's gorgeous. The The design is everywhere, all over their amazing jerseys, their apparel. I have a few jerseys and a few pieces of apparel hanging in my closet. I love it. So Forward Madison is my pick, Jason. So don't be jealous.
1: I'm not jealous. I did have them on my list for your reason. I mean, I, I do think their logo is nice, and they're going to interact. So.
0: You know, you have to know how to how to play this, man. You got to know how to play it. Uh, One, I'm gonna go back to you. Your second.
1: You don't player. even need an interact. You use the burners anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know that I am gonna get any uh, you know pity votes here, uh, <laughs> here, uh, but I'm sticking with uh, Matthew Wolf Designs, which, by the way, Oakland Roots also by Matthew Wolf. Okay. Uh, but I with Green Bay Voyagers, Green beautiful Bay. logo. Fantastic uh, font, uh, nice colors. Makes you feel like Green Bay. It's a piece of art. Love it, Green Bay Voyager. It just looks
1: comfortable. That's all I'll say. Like it just looks comfortable.
2: Put it put it on a hoodie, right? Like just like yeah,
1: like ooh, <laughs> like it feels snug with that logo.
2: Nice Green Bay chilly night. I like this a lot.
1: It's really nice. I've never seen that before. Wow, good pull, Vaughn. Good pull. I like it.
0: Okay. That, that 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 that's that's like a sneaky one you throw in there for, for a win. I like it. Uh Jason, your your second pick, sir.
1: Um for my second pick, I'm going with uh Providence City. Yeah. the skull crossbones.
2: Yeah.
1: phenomenal jerseys. Uh they, their design is just on a different level. Like they just know what mm-hmm. they're doing when it comes to design. Yeah. And they interact. So yeah yeah two can play that game
0: <laughs> but they do have a, have a sick design um you know I, I they do interact they are good people over there and they, they know how to make a, uh, a nice logo and a nice jersey so Providence sure. City yeah. definitely Great should people, be on man. the list. Um, Sam is up next, and Sam is going with Detroit City FC. Obviously, they play in Mesa. They have the weird uh, Statue of David, I think it is. Uh, I could be completely oh, wrong about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's the weird, it's the naked guy. You know, naked guy, junk out. It's pretty much it.
1: That's all I, I like how it like penetrates the side. I don't know if that's perfect. Way to hear, <laughs> yeah. but, like, the sides of the shield is just like it's great it's a good logo good job sam i
0: went with junk out next sentence i like how it penetrates the sides.
1: <laughs> yeah that's what we're here we're really elegant on this podcast no, very, very, very,
2: i'm like intro clip for the next season
0: right <laughs> <laughs> oh intro clip i this is some stuff i gotta work on one I. My second pick is coming out of USL Championship. Uh, it is the Las Vegas Lights FC. Oh, I, I think oh. that's a sneaky, sneaky, very good logo because I don't like it's, you. It's the lights, man. It's the city. It's the sign. It's just all connected. I love it. I think hands down, it's easily one of the best logos in US soccer. So Las Vegas is uh, hopping on my my big board here. Uh, I'm actually happy you
1: took them because it made it easier for me. I don't have to decide now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't have to take them. You did <laughs> have to steal my next pick. I maybe should have gone Las Vegas Lights before I went with Green Bay Voyagers because I don't think you guys were going to go that I route. I wasn't
1: going to pick that one, but it was nope. so good. It made me feel all nice and cozy, so I'm <laughs> happy you picked it.
2: Or maybe I maybe jumped the gun there on the Green Bay Voyager. <laughs> it a mistake on the You're draft. Rookie. You're rookie. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to go with one that is trending right now. Pretty popular, especially down here in the Carolinas, Appalachian FC. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: yes. good. It's real a Bigfoot,
1: right? It's a Bigfoot? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I love it. It's a good one. I, I,
0: I need to Google that again really quickly because I just need a reminder. But everything I remember from that is just yes. It's timeless. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> You know what, Vaughn, you've had back-to-back very good picks, sir. You're having yourself a better day than than some other people during the MLS Superdraft, so congrats there. The boys, you're your third pick.
1: Are we doing five? Yeah, five. Okay, okay, good.
0: Are you sick. Are you ready for
1: five? No, I was ready for. I was ready. For, I, I'm. Uh, I don't want to have to make these decisions. Um. Okay, my next pick. I'm taking the Villages Soccer Club.
0: Okay, <laughs> i Is
1: is a the coolest name, right? The Villages, and uh, it's like a buffalo. It's in Florida, so like part of the face is like uh, looks like it's almost like could be a scar, but it's the state of Florida. I like that. It's just clean. I really like it.
2: I kind of get like a little bit of a restaurant. Like that feels like somewhere I want to have. Yeah, like a pub. Can. Yeah. I the was villages. getting like a heart
0: feel to it. I don't know why. Like I, I see that and I think Braveheart. Um, I'm picking the name
1: also because the name is phenomenal.
0: The villages, like, come on. We're not going off names. We're going off logos. Yeah, but so.
1: people are going to be like, oh, what is that? I'm going to look that up and then be like, okay, that's. Oh. The brand uh, is all one thing. It's part of the name the local uh, sh-
0: sure, sure, I guess so. <laughs> I guess you're right there technically technically. Um, Sam for his third pick is going Nisa again. He's actually taking one off my board, but New Amsterdam FC. Um, I absolutely love this one if you guys haven't had a chance to look at it. it's I just I like the the simple black and white. I like the boat. I, I just I think it's I think it's <laughs> thick. I think it's a, that's a good design that you want on, like, a hat or a sweatshirt. And I think that's a, a major part in kind of grading these. But that's just my take.
1: All
0: right. I am going to go with – I'm surprised you guys didn't, like, jump at this one first. Um, oh, actually, Jason, you haven't made an MLS pick yet. I Spawn, you made an MLS pick. But I think the best logo in Major League Soccer is the Loons up in Minnesota – I love the little just star up in the sky. Yeah. I think it's nice. I think the colors work with it too. Uh, Minnesota is my pick for for that's my, the only
1: MLS logo I had on my list. Really? Yeah,
0: I have a few MLS
2: logos, but I, it's okay. Um, boom. <laughs> you're up for your fourth pick. Oh man. Well, okay. I, I've got one, and I don't know if you're going to give it to me. D- do retired logos count or not? Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? The Seattle Rain from NWSL.
1: Seattle Rain, I don't know the logo. I apologize. Hold, please. It's a good one. It is retired. Both are retired. It, it is
0: retired, but I will give it to you. I don't, I'm not. It's fine. I'm cool with it. Seattle Rain, you are going in. I mean, technically, the club isn't isn't retired.
1: Well, then. Yeah, there's still the rain too, technically.
2: Olympic. <laughs> I, just- I like that I-, I wanted to rep a female team in here. I think yes. it's was- I think it was the best from the league. Uh that's the way that I'm going for that pick, if you'll let me have it. I, I will give it to you, sir. I am not I am not picky. I I will give it to you.
0: Uh Jason, you were up with your fourth pick.
1: Um, I will also be picking a NWSL team. Yeah.
0: Don't take mine. Don't take mine.
1: I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't go through this draft without picking one, right? <clears throat> uh, so, uh, I was between two, but I didn't want to pick the Red Stars because I thought you'd yell at me. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Um, but I had to, yeah, I had to mention them because they're really great. But I'm picking Racing Louisville. Uh, I just love the purple, like the dark purple with the light purple. It's clean. It's just unique. And I don't know, it's very simple, but it's one of those logos that when I saw it, I was like, wow, I really like this logo. So another Matthew Matthew Hall design. I mean
0: does Matthew Hall have like a Twitter? Do I need to like follow this dude? Can I
1: get in touch with this guy?
0: Okay, Matthew. If you guys aren't following Matthew Hall, then I mean he's got Matthew Wolf Wolf is the guy. Wolf. Sorry, I apologize. Matthew Wolf, if you're not following him or American
1: professional golfer? (laughs) (laughs)
0: um before i was googling phil neville and apparently there's a judge in uh minneapolis minnesota named philip neville i got so confused i thought phil neville grew up in minnesota i was like bullshit
1: also matthew wolf created that tulsa logo which i was going to mention when he picked lafcs because it's also gold and i think it's a really nice logo but yeah. Yeah. Because they literally just
2: copied. I think Tulsa was like, hey, we love LAFCs. Just like make it for Tulsa.
1: I honestly think theirs is better than LAFCs because I like how it's not so rigid. Like it has a little bit more, uh, I don't know, push to the lines. I'm really bad at coming up with words today. Whatever.
0: <laughs> and you speak on a podcast once a week, man, you know?
1: Really yeah, good at that. Somehow, <laughs>
0: All right, um, Sam's fourth pick. Sam down the list has Harpos FC. Um, They're from Colorado. The, the The logo, if you guys see it on Twitter, is very much the Colorado flag. So I think that's why Sam likes it. Sam's a big fan of Colorado. Um, also, shout out Harpos for the follow on Twitter. Didn't know you guys followed me. That's pretty cool. So shout out Harpos. Um, wait, yeah. is this
1: their logo? That's just, wait, FC Boulder Harpos?
0: No, if you, it's just at Harpos FC. H A R P O S F C.
1: Ah, ooh, yeah, it's a flag. It's just a flag. It, it it's, nice. I mean,
0: it's very nice. It is just a flag. It is with nice. the, but it's nice. They, they did it well. They did it well. So shout out Harpos there.
1: Um, I'm gonna that. go. I put a sticker of that on uh, on my fridge. Okay,
0: put a sticker <laughs> on <the> fridge.
1: Or <laughs> I a fridge. a Magnet. What am I
0: saying? We're, we're grading this. Sweatshirt material, sticker on a fridge, what's in between? <laughs> no, we want, we
1: want a magnet on the fridge. A magnet. Right, sticker on the
0: fridge would kind of suck. <laughs> Can't get it off, you know. Um <laughs> I guess I'll follow in the chain of going NWSL on this round with you guys. I'm going Portland Thorns. I really like the 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 thorns in the Portland Thorns logo. I mean, there's no other better way to describe that. Um, obviously, the I guess it's a flower, a rose in the middle. Um, I'm just a, I'm a big fan of the Portland Thorns logo, so I'm chalking them up onto uh, my big board. So uh, a lot of pressure here, Vaughn. You're on your last pick, man.
2: I've got one. Oh, man, I'm trying to decide between two, right? Like, I could go, like, a classic look, another Matthew Wolf design that I'm, I'm loving, but I'm going to go a little off script here, uh, and I'm going to go with an indoor soccer team. Uh, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Blast. Yes. Wait, what's
1: Blast? It's
2: so bad, it's good. Uh, it's just classic. I, don't know, I used to go to Kansas City attack games back in the day.
1: Oh my God! Wait.
2: <laughs> and this
1: looks like a logo I'd create on FIFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like back it, the day, it's like one of those standards.
2: And they've owned it for decades. Like it's phenomenal. There's just something about it. It's not going to win me this draft, but I personally love it. There's something special about it, and yeah, Baltimore Blast. I'm, I'm respect glad you introduced
1: me this, to this team. I
2: respect the hell out of that pick because
0: I went to college. I went to undergrad in York, Pennsylvania, which is like 30 minutes from Baltimore. The Baltimore Blast were on local TV in York, Pennsylvania, and you could watch <laughs> their games. I respect the hell out of this pick. I
1: love it. I think their logo is awesome. It it's, it really takes you back to creating teams in like FIFA 06. Like that's what I feel about like,
0: Backyard soccer. Like even the name like backyard soccer. Yeah. Pablo Sanchez running the nine at the Baltimore blast, you know. (laughs) (laughs) They've stuck with it for like 20 years. Like they've owned it. So I I, I respect it. It's like the revs right now in MLS. Like, screw those rebrands. We're sticking with that 2D clip art revs. I love it. Um Jason, your final pick of the uh, the logo draft.
1: All right. So mine, I had to go close to home for one of these, right? Um, sure. so my final one, you guys won't know, probably, I assume not, so you might have to look it up, but it's DeKalb County United.
0: Yes. Um, Bob, I have a hat.
1: Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love their logo. It's awesome. The people over there are cool. I really want to meet them sometime, uh, maybe post COVID COVID world. Uh, but it basically makes the ball the corn and it looks amazing and it just feels like Illinois and I like it.
0: I mean that is very close to home to you. Uh, we've had a few uh, interactions on Twitter with them, Jason. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, heard it
1: well, but I've never actually been there or met them. Yeah,
0: so. one I of mean, these days. One of these days, like that's definitely like a trip I want to make out, and just because the the owner is is, is a little insane, and I like it. So <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the logo. I'm a fan of the team. That's a great. That's two great picks to, to round up uh, this this draft so far. I got one more for Sam. So far, this is Sam's top five. By the way, you guys have not taken any of his five. Um, <laughs> crescent City FC. Again, let's let's find this because Sam just sent us on a uh, a little bit of a of a goose hunt here. Goose
1: Crescent hunt? City is that like a cookie? Yes. Crescent.
0: <laughs> I spelled Crescent wrong.
1: How do you spell Crescent?
2: Crap, oh, oh, cres- Twitter.
1: <laughs> no, not Facebook.
2: I'm just saying, this is like a dumbed down version of the Green Bay Voyagers.
1: Ooh, just... I'm actually not really a fan of this one.
2: Yeah, so far, <laughs> Louisville City with Green Bay Voyagers, like with the flirtalii.
1: <laughs> yeah, why? Wow, just took ours, from He just tried to combine ours.
0: Sam really, you know, this was his idea. And I know he's going to listen to this. Sam, bud, you shit the bed on this draft. I'm going to be real honest with you. Hey, you there's, got...
1: there's Matthew Wolf guy made the NYTFC logo. Did he? Yeah. yeah. There's some sick ones on his website. This one, uh, Oakland County Football Club, is phenomenal. If I had seen this before.
0: Should have just gone to his site and made five picks. Um could have.
1: Search I the Oakland County one. It is really nice. Looks cool.
0: I will search Oakland County as I'm talking through my my decision <laughs> um, for my final pick. I have one last pick in this draft. The Oakland County one's very nice. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Oh my um, God, I almost picked Victoria Highlanders.
0: Sorry. I think they follow on me on Twitter too, Oakland County. But the fifth pick. Big flag Big flex. Fifth pick for me. Um, I wanted to go something small. I wanted to go something local as well. Um, Baltimore Blast was fantastic. Uh, DeKalb. De- DeKalb. How do you say it? De- yeah, DeKalb. decal, DeKalb. Okay. Uh, decal. Yeah, that was local for you. That was a sick pick. I'm going Queensboro <laughs> uh, mm. FC. Uh, th- that's, a, that's an amazing logo. They rock the pink, and that's it, man. Like, is, i i really like the bridge
1: it's a bridge yeah. right it's a that's queen yeah yeah that's, that's a in bridge. the queue the queue is like that font is cool yeah i'm a fan of that logo
0: even though now I, I live in new jersey i don't live you know on long island anymore so i don't know if i can like say it's local or say it's mine but you know it, it is what it is i like it Queensboro is my fifth pick um yeah, so that's our. I never know how to like close up a draft. That's our draft. That's our logos draft. Um, we are running a little long on this episode. <laughs> but that's okay. We've done it before. Just want to make a quick few more points and then we'll wrap things up. I want to give a shout out to Weston McKenney on raising his first trophy in his career, winning the Italian Supercoppa. He was absolutely thrilled. If you saw him celebrating on Twitter, on Instagram, he was having a good time. Um, and guys, just if you have anything you want to say, interrupt me because I'm just going to just go. Uh, Brendan Aronson, he scored in his RB Salzburg debut under Jesse Marsh. Um Really tough to find like any type of professional video out of this, but Brandon Aronson going over to Europe doing well off the jump. Matthew Hoppy. Hope. I think it's hope. Hoppy. I think it's hoppy. is it Hoppy? It's Hoppy. Hope?
1: Oh, oh man, it's- they're way better.
0: Okay, Matthew Hoppy. Um currently right now tied with Robert Lewandowski for most goals scored in uh, Europe's top 5 leagues so far in 2021, tied with 5 goals. Absolutely killing it for Schalke. The results aren't coming on the field for Schalke, but Hoppy will be solid for Munch and Gladbach next year. Let me tell you that. Um, Matthews,
1: uh, Matthews are getting a lot they're trending up on this pod today. Yeah.
0: Matthews are going way Matthew. up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Huge pod for a Matthew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and then the last thing I wanted to uh, potentially talk about potentially just mention really quickly. The U- US women's national team they faced Colombia a few days ago and I think um of time of this dropping and time of you guys potentially first hearing this if you're listening to this on drop day. US <laughs> plays Colombia for around 2 tonight as well or tomorrow night. I don't remember.
1: That's, that's tomorrow.
0: I don't think <laughs> enough. Whatever. It's definitely not um, tonight. <laughs> Well, no, tonight, if you're listening, tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I was so confused. I was like, I definitely didn't think it was tonight. Is,
0: I know, it's, it's midnight on the East Coast right now. But, yeah, that, that's that's how that works. So, um, in round one, the women's national team, they beat Columbia 4-0. It was pretty much a Mewist show. Sam Mewist with the hat trick. Christy Mewis scored the fourth goal. Carly Lloyd had two in this game. <laughs> Jason, I'll let you just go really quick. Did you see anything you liked in this game outside of obviously just the, uh, the Mua show?
1: I mean, the Mua show, I liked seeing uh, Christina Macario get in. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Twitter blew up when she subbed in.
1: Yeah, because it's exciting. Like This, this girl's insane. Like, she's, she's off to uh, Lyon, which is a phenomenal club. Like, the sky's the limit for her. I'm really excited to see her growth. But um, <clears throat> overall, like fun game. I honestly expected it to go how it did. Uh the muises are killing it. Muai, Mewi, Muises. I don't know. People Muai. <laughs> the Muai. The, the, the okay. year of the Muai. Oh the Mew Mew Mewtwo. I like I that. Like yeah. Okay. Anyway. I
0: know what I'm calling this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, they're they're definitely killing it. Um it's just fun to see. I mean, I like I enjoy watching it and uh we got another game like you said, so hopefully we get Makaria start, maybe. I don't know, we'll see.
0: I mean, I liked what she did on the ball. I liked that I I saw like I don't know much about her, right? Coming out of college or anything like that. I saw why Leon's interested. I saw why she is such a high level. I saw from everything I was reading, everyone was calling her a generational type player. Mm-hmm. And you saw those flashes, you saw those sparks, and that's really what I'm interested in because it's like outside of, and I mean, it's it's crazy to say outside of like youngsters or people in their prime like a Sam Mewis or like a Rose Lavelle it's like who's that next person up and I mean it's crazy to say because some national teams would probably just kill for one of those players but you know we have another player coming up who's just absolutely insane give her some more time with the national team give her time with Lyon and I think sky is the limit for her so that's exciting. Vaughn, um, do you have anything you
2: want to say about that, or you uh, you good? And we're, we're good. Uh, I, I liked seeing uh Becky Sauerbrunn get the captain's arm. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. That well was.
0: Great. Yeah. She's a good captain. Abby Dalcomper, I think. Jason, you mentioned this two episodes ago. I was a little late on the news, but she's officially a Man City player. So yeah. U.S. Women's <laughs> National Team. That's on the. That's on the the uh, the skyrocket right now too. There are a lot it's of spreading out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. U.S. soccer, it's, it's just exploding. And as soon as it's going to all, all come crashing down, we're going to miss the World Cup again, and we're all going to get the press. So it's oh going to happen.
1: God. And you're telling me I was like a downer for some of this episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay.
2: Did, I, you, I used to watch Vlatko and Donovsky play indoor soccer for the Kansas City attack and the KC the Comets back in the day. Did they ever play the Baltimore Blast? Oh. Hell yeah, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. On that note, Vaughn, that was a perfect way to end it. So thank you with that. Um, Vaughn, tell the listeners, tell um, our our one viewer there, shout out to that guy. It's probably one of you too, just having it on your phone, but still, it's fine. Tell Uh, tell anyone listening, uh, whether it's future, present, whatever, how they can find you, how they can hear more of you talking into a mic, talking about US soccer and everything like that
2: yeah uh you can find me on twitter at vi pullman uh but i've also got uh my podcast with my fellow co co-host zach dick uh we've got 9607 mls pod at 9607 mls pod uh we haven't recorded a lot lately we're looking at doing a rebrand in short order uh mm-hmm. to start doing more charlotte-centric info mm-hmm. uh, following charlotte fc very closely uh but yeah uh, check us out we'd love to gain some followers and and we're part of the mls aces network so uh yeah you're, you're supporting mls aces by supporting us
0: yes and you know you guys do a great job you even you know you hinted at some insider charlotte news already in this episode so you guys are are, are doing doing well with it with the charlotte soccer game so go check them out at 9607 mls pod uh jason your, your old news. And me, I'm Tom. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Thank you guys. Peace listening. out. And
1: peace. <laughs>